What does it mean to inwardly digest God's Word? Find out in Pastor Will Whedon's column in the latest Issues Etc. journal. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. John Warwick Montgomery tells his story of finding confessional Lutheranism to be the most scripturally faithful theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. We have talked quite a bit here on Issues Etc. about the religious nuns, those who identify as none of the above when asked for their religious affiliation. They have been the fastest growing group demographically, the fastest growing group of religionists in the United States for, well, almost a decade now. The numbers lately seem to be topping off. In fact, they've fallen about three and a half percent. Have the nuns stopped growing? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to talk about a new Pew Research Center report on the religious nuns, Dr. Mark Wood. He's director of Witness and Outreach Ministry and the Revitalization Initiative for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He's author of the books Connected to Christ, Witnessing in Everyday Life, and Meaningful Outreach and Essential Guide for Churches. Dr. Wood, welcome back. Great to be with you. Who are the religious nuns? Well, the term nun comes from an answer to surveys regarding religious preferences. And anybody who answers none or not applicable would be categorized then as a, as a religious nun, since they have no religious affiliation. What are some of the misconceptions about the nuns? I think the, the first misconception is that the nuns are not interested in spiritual matters it's true that they're disconnected from a church, that they don't see value in, quote, organized religion. But the vast majority of people who identify as nuns do consider themselves spiritual in some sense of the term. In fact, the, this most recent report from Pew says that 81% of the respondents who are nuns said that there's something spiritual beyond the natural world. Now, they don't embrace the biblical ideas about what that, quote, something spiritual is, but they realize that the physical, natural realm is not the total realm of our experience. So there's that misconception. I think another misconception is that many people treat the nuns as sort of monolithic. Uh, They're all just kind of the same, when in reality, the nuns are made up of, well, there's three major divisions, agnostics, people who simply don't know and admit they don't know about God. And then there's the atheists, the people who deny the existence of a God. And then there's the broader category of just, I don't have a religious affiliation. And each of those major categories is very distinct from the others and calls for us to approach them in different ways. How do we account for the rapid growth of the nuns? The rapid growth is a more recent phenomenon that really can be seen as the the outcome of a number of years of sort of the, if you will, you know, borrowing from 1 Corinthians 3, the, the sowing and the watering of irreligious ideas in American culture. So as that has taken root and produced fruit of unbelief, people have disconnected from the church. 
And now we're seeing a generational impact where it gets compounded so that the greatest number of nuns are in the youngest categories of generations. Though surprisingly, there has been a significant increase in the percentage of nuns among Americans who are 65 and older. So the thing, Todd, is that we're into our second and third generation of Americans who have not been raised in the church. They've been raised outside of the church, and none is their default understanding. And now they're raising their children outside of the church. And so that this is compounded, and, and we're seeing the fruits of that compounding now. Pew Research recently published numbers and analysis suggesting that the growth of the nuns may be over. They wouldn't say definitively, but at least they raised the possibility. What do you make of that? Whether or not that's true, I, and I have a hard time believing we've seen the, the end of the growth of the nuns, if it does slow down, it's probably because of our overall population slowing down, the growth of the people who make up America, especially in these categories, has slowed down significantly. I mean, you can only increase exponentially for so long until you sort of, quote, saturated the market. And I think we're getting closer to that. And that may be what Pew is finding statistically, that we're going to max out the number of nuns that we can possibly have at some point. And we're probably getting closer to that after seeing this rather significant increase over the last 20 to 30 years. Are the nuns non-religious? I don't think they are, mostly because I don't think human beings are capable of being non-religious. There's always going to be some God that draws us in our innate desire to want answers to life and to have meaning. I would liken the nuns today to a little bit like the men of Athens that Paul addressed at the Areopagus, where you know, he pointed out that they had this altar to the unknown God. And I think people today are, are really caught up in identifying with an unknown God. And it, it's really a form of deism where the vast majority of nuns acknowledge that there's some kind of God, but they're not willing to accept a biblical God. But they talk about it in terms of having a higher power or being spiritual without being religious. And when you uh, embrace that kind of worldview where any God will do, any God does. And so people have turned to idols of, of various kinds. In my estimation, if there were a religion that we could say captures American spirituality, I would say it's hedonism, where people who live very isolated, independent lives, primarily focused on having you know, a comfortable life the best life we can have with the least amount of conflict and certainly no suffering, no hardships, and avoiding all that. So hedonism does seem to rule today, but it would be hard to, to find somebody who would admit to it, even though they exhibit you know, all the tendencies of hedonism. Why do they claim to be non-religious? What are the reasons? Among the younger people, it's the right answer. Kind of like we, we've seen a recent study that came out that said over, over 30% of people and you know, young adults have identified as LGBTQ+. And that just goes against any statistical information we've had in the past 
But I know from personally interviewing and discussing this with people, it's the thing to do right now. It's the thing to say you're bisexual among young people or outright homosexual. In a way, when it comes to the religious landscape, it's the same thing. It's the way people want to present themselves to their peers, to have the sense of, I'm not locked into any religion. I'm free of other people's ideas about God. I have my own ideas. I'm spiritual without being religious. And it plays well in American culture. What do the nuns believe? First, there's the basic deism, that there probably is a God of some kind. There, a, a large percentage of them believe in good morals. They believe in a sense of right and wrong, though they, uh, they have difficulty appealing to any standard of right or wrong, so they have to rely on that subjectively. One of the key reasons that people do right or wrong, and in a Pew report brings this out, is it makes them feel good. They feel good when they do right. They feel poorly when they do wrong. But another interesting thing that came out of the Pew report is that a good number of people who consider themselves nuns believe that, quote, what goes around comes around, which is really a nod towards karma, uh, which is increasingly being embraced by the nuns, the idea that if you do good, you get good. If you do poorly, you pay for it. And of course, that's a, a westernized idea of karma, but it seems to be fairly prevalent among the nuns. Nuns also believe that you know we're material, and this kind of goes against the idea that there must be another God and of some kind. But uh, once we die, we die, and that's it. There's not a heaven. There's not a hell. If there is a heaven and hell, we all go to heaven somehow, except the really bad people, whoever they might be. There's a, a complete rejection of the idea that we are in need of an atoning sacrifice, that we are justified by God's grace. There's not a sense that there needs to be repentance, that there is such a thing as sin. And so the predominant view among the nuns is very much an um, individualized truth and a tolerance of other people's truth, so long as it doesn't impact or interfere with my expression of my idea of truth. How did the nuns view religion? That varies quite a bit according to the person. People who have not been raised in the church whatsoever tend to draw their understanding of the church from secular media and popular entertainment. So it's slightly slanted towards a negative view of the church, but not radically so. However, people who have have left the church, the, the so-called de-church people, they typically have a, a, a more negative view of the church, particularly if they've been hurt in some way by the church, or they were raised in a very legalistic church environment. It's not unusual to talk to a nun who says, you know, they, their parents forced them to go to church twice on Sunday and every Wednesday, and they hated it. And as soon as they were old enough, they quit the church and they would never come back. On the other hand, the recent, recently published book, uh, The Great Dechurching, shows that a fairly large percentage of people who have left the church have really kind of wandered away from the church. They don't have any particularly negative ideas about the church. It's just that they, it doesn't seem to have a lot of importance in their life. They don't have the time for it. They don't see the benefit of it. But they're, they're sort of neutral. 
to even somewhat positive about the church. So it's quite a mix, and it really depends on what's the reason this person's a nun. What is the fact that nearly one-third of Americans identify as none of the above? What does that mean regarding the religious landscape of our country? We've seen this this decline taking place uh, for some time now. And the fact that it's only a third who actually identify as none is, is probably understating the reality. I think anytime we, we look at surveys of this nature, we have to consider the halo effect, you know, that people tend to answer the questions that makes them look best in the eyes of, of the surveyor. So I think we're going to see that number increase. And as it increases, it means that there's fewer people who are active in the faith and a further decline of membership and attendance in our churches. We've been tracking this for a number of years now and see that trend. If we look to other Western cultures, we see that they they are much further along in that trend than we are. Uh, I was recently having some discussions with some Australian pastors, and they're now in a situation where Christianity is a minority religion with only 49% of people in Australia identifying as Christian, and the nuns make up the vast majority of the 51% remaining, and they're saying it's rapidly changing Australia into a, a very secular culture that is becoming increasingly hostile to the church. I suspect we'll see the same thing, but probably at a slower pace in the U.S., partly because we do have protections under our laws that the Australian church doesn't have. But as you know, those protections are only going to be in place as long as people are willing to support and tolerate them. And as the nation becomes increasingly secular, measured by the rise of the nuns, I think we'll, we'll see some of those protections that we've enjoyed probably come under attack, if not lost. And then we'll, we'll see a more rapid change in the flavor of our country, as we're seeing in Australia, as we see what Europe has gone through as well. With about a minute, what kind of advice can you give Lutherans and Lutheran congregations on how to reach out to the religious nuns? I think the, the, the real key thing here is we have to assess why is this person a nun? And the only way we're going to do that is is in a the context of a, getting to know them in a relationship, willing to listen very carefully and ask questions and encourage them to share their insights. I don't think we're going to be able to put together outreach programs that reach a vast majority of nuns. I, I think it really is going to boil down to personal witness of individual Christians who are willing to invest the time and energy in a relationship with a nun to find out what is their story and what is, you know, what's their attitude about the church? Where can the word of God enlighten them in their darkness? And eventually, we hope, invite them into the word and sacrament ministry of a faithful congregation. We've been losing the nuns for quite a while. It, you know, really calls for us to mobilize as the priesthood of believers and individually witness the people who God puts into our lives. Dr. Mark Wood is Director of Witness and Outreach Ministry and the Revitalization Initiative for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. He's author of the books Connected to Christ, Witnessing in Everyday Life, 
and Meaningful Outreach, and Essential Guide for Churches. You can purchase these books online at issuesetc.org, click Talk On Demand Archives, or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. Dr. Wood, thanks. A pleasure to be with you today. After the break, we'll replay an interview with Dr. Jean Edward Veith on the Christian resistance to Adolf Hitler. I'm Todd Wilkin. Stay with us. Casting Christ's net on the internet. You're listening to Issues Etc.